Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Pulse Podcast. In case you're new around here, this is where we aim to tackle some pulse-raising questions regarding the Christian faith. My name is Toei Akinoso, I'm your host, and I am joined once again by MT Omini. Today's question reads, how do I know if I am saved or part of the elect? Okay. How do I know if I'm saved or part of the elect? Um, well, it's a good question. It's one I've been asked before. And so how would we uh, approach this? I think the probably the healthiest way to approach it, it is probably to start with a definition of what elect means for folks who may be thinking, what, what, what is that? Um, and of course, I have to put a disclaimer out that there's lots of different perceptions of what election means in regards to salvation and whether you're you're saved as you you're elect because you gave your life or you gave your life because you're elect. And there's, there's kind of back and forth on, on conversations like that. Um, you know, the fact that elections in the Bible, so the, the fact that election is a thing is is pretty much indisputable because the Bible mentions it very clearly. We speak about First Timothy, Paul speaks about it, Romans 8, 29, we hear about it, Ephesians 1, we also hear about it. Um, there's one more scripture, I forget. It's, it's, it's all there, right? And simply put, the doctrine of election is that God chooses, uh, determines, um, elects, uh, and predetermines, if you like, um, or, or predestines those who will be saved. Right, so God knows, right? God knows exactly who's going to be saved before they're saved. Um, now, Q, you know, uh, philosophy classes where people go, well, if God knows, what's the point? You know, that means we're trapped, locked out, and and folks have really meaningful debates back and forth about that. Um, my answer to this might sound a bit uncle-y because it's it's kind of like you know, you know, we shouldn't be concerned <laughs> um, uh, of our status as elect versus non-elect. Um, because it's redundant, for, 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 which I'll sh I hope to give an example to show in a minute. Um, instead, the Bible seems to call us to believe, right? The Bible says believe, and it's very clear how you believe, sorry, how one receives salvation in the Bible. Um, by trusting, leaning on Jesus Christ as your savior, by grace through, through faith, you know, John 3.16 makes that clear to us. Now, if someone truly believes in Jesus for their salvation, then that person's elect, right? It's one of those, you know, how do you know, you know, if I've married the one? And it's like, well, the, the person you marry is the one. And it's like, oh, that, that sounds annoying. But but that is what the Bible seems to point to, right? That, that someone who believes in Jesus Christ and becomes a believer, a Christian, they're the person who are, are elect. And, 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 and ultimately, you know, their faith is secure, their salvation is secure, um, you know, uh, and, and and nothing can you know they can't lose their salvation nothing can snatch them out of god's hand now whether belief like i said before secures election or election secures belief that's a really big debate that we probably don't have the time for but to give us a kind of theoretical way to look at this that might point to that might point out why we ought not to be concerned of whether we're elect or not elected like was that predetermined oh my gosh what if i'm not predetermined is to think about it this way it's a thought experiment I've given many times before, but I think it's helpful in this way. You know, God is omnipotent, right? And he's infallible. Um, you know, he, he knows everything. He has all the power. He's, he's everywhere at the same time. So suppose God has this kind of God diary, right? This is, this is a, a mighty diary that whatever God pens in it must come true because he's infallible. 
And if it doesn't come true, then that compromise is a key predicate of God's character, which is that he's infallible and he's all-knowing. So suppose you, Toye, you know, you, you, you're you on God's mind, and you are on God's mind, Toye. He's always thinking about you. Um, God then gets in his diary and writes down, before you were born, you know, on the 7th of September, Toye is going to have, you know, crunchy nut for cereal, for, for breakfast, right? Um, and so, you know, your mom and dad, me, they get romantic, they have a baby, you grow up, and, you know, lo and behold the 7th of september arrives right and you wake up in the morning you get massive yawn and you walk to the to to the to, to the um to the kitchen kind of re-debating in your mind what, what am i going to have for for breakfast um well some folks will say doesn't matter you don't have any free will because god's written down in his diary his mind's diary that you're going to have crunchy now so it doesn't matter that you're opening the cupboard and looking for the um you know for the for the porridge or you're looking it doesn't matter you're gonna have cereal because he's written it down and he's infallible right and that would be true, but it, was all, but it would also be true that you still get to choose what you want. Now you can go, well, what I want has been predetermined, and they go, true, but you still have to pick, right? And so theoretically speaking, it may hold much weight to you that God has predetermined it, but as far as you, you're concerned in terms of what you actually get to do as you stand in your, in your kitchen, you, you need to pick something. And the only way to kind of win would be if you kind of sat down and, and sat on your, on your fingers and thought, I'm not doing anything. Mm. Well, then God's predetermined that as well. <laughs> so it's kind of that thing where you go, well, what's the point of going back and forth on this? Because you still have to live your life. But do you then live your life through this lens of everything I've been... To, and here's the way I always tell people, no, believing that everything you, you're doing has been predetermined, how does that affect the day-to-day -day choices you make? Well, the truth is, n not really. You still have to be, you still have to get up from bed. You still have to shower. You can't sit down and go, I'm not going to shower because God has predetermined me to shower. It doesn't make sense, right? So God knowing doesn't actually change what we've been told to focus on. And that's what we've been told to focus on in the Bible. The way you get saved is, and the way you become elect, so to speak, is by believing in Jesus Christ. And at the end of it all, we may then find out, you know, what God meant and what God planned all along, but but that's that's kind of his paycheck, right? My paycheck is to just think about belief. Reason is important is because that's what's important in in all, in order to produce fruit in my life. Mm -hmm. The reason why some of us struggle with kind of God as you know the ultimate picker and chooser is because we live in a world where where you know, like Adam did, we kind of think we should be God. You know, uh, by virtue of eating that apple, we go, well, I want the knowledge God has. And, and election is one of the ways that, uh, and all the holes that comes out, is one of the ways that shows us that we're wonderfully inept and incapable of holding the thoughts that God ho holds. Because even the theory that God knows everything literally makes my brain want to explode because you, you, you're stuck in that rut of, well, how can you know everything and I'm still free? Uh, shows you <laughs> that stuff that's probably really simple and easy to God, we, we, we struggle making sense of. So, 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 so for young Christians, you are wondering, you know, whether they're saved or wrecked, I wouldn't worry about it. I would worry about, you know, uh, uh, whether you trust in Jesus Christ's uh, righteousness or yours. I would worry uh, uh, whether you understand the gospel and you're fully submitted to, 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 to the truth uh, uh, of the gospel. Uh, I would worry about your salvation by grace through faith. 
And I would leave the considerations of whether you are elect or non-elect uh, you know, for a tertiary debate that, isn't, that, 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 that probably isn't worth your time at this moment. Thank you for that, MT. And I, I would love for you to, to shed some light on the relationship between election and our evangelism, right? It's kind of the natural response after hearing about election. Like if God is predetermined, what then do I need to go out on the street and evangelize if God's already going to save yeah. them? So what should our kind of response be to election when it comes to specifically evangelism, going out and sharing the faith with friends, family, yeah. colleagues and all that? It's a really good question. I think um, if you, again, look in the Bible, um, well, if you look at the world, we can see people who do it wrong, right? Mm -hmm. the, you've got folks on uh, on either extreme, for want of a better term, right? You've got folks who, who sit down and go, well, you know, kind of case sera, sera, God will bring to my to my door who's meant to be saved, and then I'll speak to them and they get saved, blah, blah, blah. And there's folks who are kind of like, we must go, and if I don't speak, everyone's going to perish, and it's all about me and my how skillful I am in my argumentation, and I've got to make sure everyone's saved, and, and I need to pin people down into a kind of a pulp, and where, where they can't answer me anymore, and I go, aha, you know, now you can't, you have no answers for me, now you're saved, you know, receive Jesus now, and obviously both are, uh, are problematic, and the solution is not in my head, because unfortunately, I probably in different times of falling on, on either extreme. So so the Bible is helpful. And, and what we can do in the Bible is look at folks who believed in election and look at the fruit it produced in their lives. So look at someone like Paul, Apostle Paul, who who explicitly talks about election probably the most. Um, you know, in First in, in, in Timothy, when 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 Paul's admonishing Timothy, he he says, and he and he justifies, he says, the reason I suffer and the reason I go through dangers and dangers here and dangers there. The reason why, you know, the Hellenistic Jews are putting me to death as I'm preaching but I'm carrying on, you know, is because of elect, because of the elect, right? He says, I suffer for the sake of the elect. And he says that to mean, the reason I'm assured that all my hard work in, 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 in living a life poured out, like a drink offering, will amount to something is because I know that God has predetermined who will be saved. Like I, there are people who will be saved because, and that's not like I hope God will save people. It's not, no, they will definitely be saved because before before the foundations of time, God has already predetermined, uh, predestined them to be saved. So it gives us an assurance that our work adds up to something. That's what it does. It gives us an assurance that, that whatever we do, whether it's living holy and righteously where no one's watching or it's going out on the street preaching the gospel, all of that added together will amount to somebody being saved because God has predetermined that he'll be saved. He's given us that commitment in the Bible that I, like, I have picked people. Otherwise, we would never know. We kind of go, oh, well, I, I help people get saved. We know people will be saved. The second thing is, again, if you look in the Bible, um, we can look at Paul again in the Bible. You see Paul with a very clear awareness again probably in timothy second timothy perhaps where he he felt and he you know, no paul in that book felt as though his death was nigh so he felt like his death was coming you know and he 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 basically accepts that because god has predetermined for people to be saved i'm the instrument that god's gonna use to allow you know the world he's building to come into fruition right he he really took that kind of john 10 10 massive gulf in the world god has promised us a, a, a this wonderful world we live in this kind of dark and de uh, death and decay one you know that gap in the middle 
Paul accepts that, you know, because God's committed to changing the world, you know, he needs instruments. And so I'm going to be the instrument God uses to, 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 to change the world. And that's what election should birth in us as a willingness and eagerness and excitement. Uh, so, so as to say, wow, I get to be the instrument of change if I'm a believer. But two, all my hard work won't amount to nothing. People will be saved as a result. That's what people who held uh, um, election in, in correct tension in the Bible, that's the fruit it produced in their life. And so that's the fruit I think if we think about it properly, it also should produce in our life. Thank you for that brilliant answer, MT. I really hope that does edify and bless you guys at home listening. And if this was helpful, if you did find it useful, please make sure to like this podcast, comment, subscribe and share it as far wide as you possibly can. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do leave a review. And if you're on YouTube, leave a comment and share it on your social media platforms and all of that good stuff. But thank you guys at home for listening. Thank you once again, MT. And we can't wait to catch you guys at the same time next week. Take care.